I'm, uh, Ralphons. Could you, uh, turn that down for me? And, uh, by da uh, down, I'm, I mean off. Thank you. Fine. Thanks for coming, everybody. So I, uh, I asked you here today because I want us to get on the same page about this whole dims situation. Uh, what was it? Uh, Ralphons. If you would, the lights, please. Thank you. Appreciate it. On the night of the first Dims incident, and this report's coming from Sergeant Teeth, the 421st. Somewhere on Dak Avenue, a civilian who goes by the name of Carp was pursued by a small group of Dims. She uh, attempted to get help from Afka Ronkles, there over there, uh, and a Jedi Knight by the name of Desh Tabak. Apka was taken from his home in Upper Gungatown to an abandoned warehouse uh, just about on the outskirts of the Black Lake District. Can I get a closer picture of the... No? Okay. Do you remember anything about the people who took you, Apka? No, it was, it was dark. They were wearing cloaks. I didn't get a good look at them. Fine, fine. Uh, well, with the uh, with the assistance of Jedi Tabak and the uh, Weakway, excuse me, who only goes by the name of uh, June. Carp led a daring, if I may say so, bold rescue mission for uh, for our Gungan friend here. My uh, my associates and I, we were on the scene shortly after, thanks to a tip from another Jedi, Master Devo Bren, pictured here, quite tall. Uh, at the scene, we found numerous artifacts from various cultures across the galaxy. Most were tied to some Force tradition or another. Including Cortosis, is that my reading this yep. correctly? Cortosis, no. that's right. Cortosis, um, and a Cortosis sword was apparently found, um, and a vessel that belongs to the Night Sisters of Dathomir. Senator Vane of the planet Bonadon engaged with the Jedi and lost a limb in the incident. He was taken into custody, along with several dozen or so others. And, uh, well, this is the tricky part, people. Uh, Bane was pardoned by the Chancellor after 24 hours. The Jedi Knight was sent to an assignment on Syria. And we haven't heard a thing from him since. And uh, numerous of those artifacts have disappeared from our evidence blockers, including that fancy... Cor cor it's Cortosis! Cortosis sword. And uh, that, that was just the first time. Afka, could you... Uh, Stand up here, take the floor, and uh, say what you say what you got to say. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. Um, so the the whole second time, um, it was Ambassador Arya Soul from Unilist. Um, she and a clone trooper Claw from Clone Intelligence. They were looking into a list uh, that was copied from data found in an abandoned lab on Unilist. Unfortunately, Ambassador Sol was killed in her apartment over possession of that list. Uh, no relation to me. Uh, but but Sol, you found uh, a portion of that list in her apartment, and that had the name of our friend uh, Manus Orain on it. That's correct. Uh, the two of you led a, a new investigation, did some interviews, talked with people close to her, and uh, that led the two of you to me. We, we found out more about that list. Um, Manus and I had a bit of a had a bit of a connection. 
It basically, it seems like everyone on that list was a potential force sensitive and the dims were and still are looking for them. Um, we tracked down the, what's the word? Perpetrator? Is that what, what you call the guy? Yeah, the, the, the perp. Uh, the perp. We tracked down the perp to an abandoned water uh, treatment plant down in the Undercity. Um, the guy's name was uh, Ca Castellan Rowe, also of Bonadan. This guy was a consular, so he uh, he worked for that first guy. He worked for Vane. And we, we tracked him down with a group of others to this place in the Undercity. You, Sol, and Manus uh, engaged with him and uh, the other dims who were down there and stopped their apparent data mining operation where they were searching through names looking for people on that list. This particular person who had these modified shock gloves that uh, you saw them in action, Sol. They sort of, uh, they shoot, shoot electricity out of his hands. Yeah, they, uh, they, they pack a little punch, let me tell you. Um, it's my theory that he was trying to emulate the power of uh, the Siths of old. And I think that's one of the, the main goals here with, with these dims. So now my research shows that uh, these dims are connected to Future Forward Galactic, as well as a number of other uh, corporations and shell corporations uh, operating in this area of Coruscant. My theory is that it's a, a group of wealthy individuals, people with power, people who have power and want more and revere the ways of the ancient Sith and the Force. There was uh, also an another incident that we believe was connected to the Dims. According to the perp uh, arrested by the 421st recently, Ralphons, could you could you do it? That button there? There's a recording. This one? Thank, this one. Thank you, Ralphons. They, they came out of nowhere. Do you remember what they looked like? They were small and furry. And they had lightsabers. Lightsabers? Where did they get lightsabers from? We were told we had to go find them. But I had no idea it would be this dangerous. They killed all of my men. All of my... I can... I can still hear their voices. Captain, I don't think Reggie is. Whoa. Yeah, spooky stuff. Anyway, my associate, Meryl Katunko, brought in what we believe to be one of the higher ranking of the Dims, a certain senator, Yandor Rosnick of Ariadu. He's been in our custody for two days. Haven't gotten him to crack yet, but, well, time will tell. Well, people, you know, and I'll, I'll just say friends. This is a big undertaking. We we got a lot of higher ups, people who want to quash this conspiracy ahead of us. You know, we're, we're not getting paid. We're not uh, getting a lot of sleep right now, but I think we can do this. If you'll, if you'll stick with us, you'll see this through. I think justice will be served. At least that's, uh, that's our hope. And sometimes Hope's, hope's all we can have in in a, in a time like this. And uh, if there's nothing else, I'd like to call this meeting to a close. Uh, Ralphons, if you could uh, just get the lights for us. Thank you. You've all got your assignments. 
you know what to do. Let's head out. Yeah, that, that was pretty good. I think everybody's on the same page now. Hey, where's where's Manus? Manus has different orders. He's he's needed elsewhere. Important mission. He's relocating uh, two other folks from the list. Uh, I, I really can't disclose where it's classified, at least for the time being. Till till things settle down. Uh, it's best to keep these things off book. So we've figured out a little more info. You you understand. You're a man of of certain privacies. I understand that. Yeah, no, I get it. Hey, boss. Hey, boss. Uh, yes, uh, Ralph Ons. There's more to the galaxy than you ever thought possible. What do you do when you find yourself connected to parts of it you didn't even know existed? Hello, and welcome to another episode of Coruscant Nights. Tonight, I am joined again by Doug. How's it going? It's going all right. Doing well. Doing okay. How's your summer? It's all right. You know, a lot of, a lot of sitting around, like most people this summer. Yeah. You do anything uh, fun today? Um, I sent some emails. That was interesting. Hmm. Uh, I was telling Mark earlier that I started playing around with uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 on the PS4 just because... I think you're a little late. Oh, I'm very, very late. But it was free Yeah. Um, via my PlayStation Plus subscription, which I just randomly happened to have this month. But uh, it's cool. It, you know, my favorite thing about it is just like Star Wars sounds. Like, mm -hmm. sound is such an important thing in video games. Um, but just, like, it's very satisfying just to shoot, like, a like a blaster and have it just, like, echo just right. Yeah. So. The sounds of AT-ATs uh, uh, walking. Oh, man, it's so good. The Stomp. The uh, hydraulics and the little clinks of metal. Yeah. The, I love the AT-AT and AT-ST um, laser blaster noises they're like mm -hmm. just so good and satisfying i can only think of the the one from the atat -AT toy where you move it back and forth and it lights up do you remember yeah. that yes so cool yeah and there's just one little noise that the atat -AT makes on hoth that it only makes once and it's that moment where it like turns its head and shoots one guy mm -hmm. and it just goes like Choo -choo -choo. it's like this really really like in my mind, it's like they fired a less powerful laser because it has like a less powerful sound. Yeah. Um, if you can find all these sounds, I would I love guess, to put them in here. It, is it? Can you legally do that? I don't know. No one's gonna care if you do. All right. Who are you playing tonight? Today, tonight, I am playing Park the Nightcrawler. Are you going with the Nightcrawler? I can't because there already is one. There's the sports team. Yeah. But there's also the oh Mar yeah, there's Nightcrawler. Yeah, that's the only reason I w can't do it. Um, but you know the, the other mayor, the night cat. I just the like night the night cat. That's just it's that, that's, keep it simple. The Ragazak. Yeah, see that doesn't roll off the tongue. What are the other names? Uh, there's a couple of them. I don't remember. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, can you tell us a little bit about Park? Yeah, so Park, Park is a Cathar, and I think he, I looked at your illustration of Parking. He's kind of got a, a kind of a 
orangey red fur. These Cathars are cat people ish. It, it changes slightly depending on the depending on the source. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are more cat-like. Some of them are more human-like. Yeah. I think Park. I think our rendition is a little bit in the middle. Yeah. And Park goes to high school. Yeah. Although I don't know what high school is called in Coruscant, but it's probably something like it's probably something stupidly complicated. Yeah. I think maybe but we it's high called school. it. We might have called it Space High School. <laughs> Spice school. This is definitely the second time this joke's been made. He's 17 years old. And if you, you've probably listened to his previous episodes, he's, he's a little bit of a vigilante. And then, so last time on Coruscant Nights, we saw Park sort of going about his day-to-day life. He, he went to school. He faced his bully. And then he went to, like all high school students... His after-school internship mm-hmm. uh, at the at uh, Aurora Biotech, um, where he ran into Doctor Scorlix, who seemed like he was up to something fishy. Scorlix. Yeah. Do you remember Park's voice? Um, what I like about Park is that his voice is basically just like my voice, but with like more dramatic intonation. I think there was a lot of just like, oh, geez. Oh, geez. Hey, watch where you're going. <laughs> Have a nice trip. <laughs> it's just like quippy. Uh-huh. So, yeah, he got suspicious of Scorlix and then went about his nightly routine of looking for trouble, looking for big trouble in Little Onderon. And he came across some creatures invading his school. Bird dogs. Bird dogs. Why did, it have, why did it have dog. to be bird dogs? <laughs> no, but he had never seen anything like this before. But I think he pretty quickly assumed that there was a connection to Scorlix. Indeed, there was. I think Scorlix got, like, um, whipcord throwered uh, attached oh, to the ceiling. Did. Yeah. In, in classic, uh, you know. Yeah. In in the in a way that only the Nightcat has a, could, could and has ever done. Uh, yeah, only the night cat, no one else. And you did find a a golden business card. I do remember that with the name and... Rentha Gregor on it. What is it? Rentha Gregor. Rentha Gregor. Yeah. Okay. And before any we go any further, we should roll our force dice for our destiny pool. Okay. I got two light side. I got one dark side. Only one. Only one. But here's the thing. Oh, boy. We're doing a little thing called Donate for Destiny. And our buddy Sam, over at the Starbirds podcast, has a little message for you. And I'm assuming that this is going to be a dark side. I I felt a great disturbance in the force, as though millions of voices suddenly cried out, In celebration! Enjoy these light side points from your friends over at the Starboards podcast. And remember, you must always be a force for good. Actually, Sam was feeling generous. He donated to make your entire pool light side. Aw, way to go, Sam. So when you donate 10, we're going to add two destiny points. So 
rather than three, we're at five. And then they're all going to be light side. Wow. You know, it's nice to have a little uh, little light and dark time. I hope you use them. I'm going to use all of them. I'm going to use them. My first roll, I'm going to use one. Okay. So after his encounter at the high school, what does Park... Did we... We narrated Park going home, didn't we? I'm guessing that he jumped on his um, hoverboard and just sped on out of there. Or maybe let's, he whipcord thrower home. Yeah, let's just uh, flash forward to the next morning. Okay. Park wakes up after a hard night as the night cat. Uh, it's exciting. Lots of stuff happening. Um, I'm sure lots of questions lingering in his mind. I actually, I don't remember this, but I think it was Friday. Oh, so was it Saturday? I think it's Saturday. Nice. So it's the weekend. Uh, tonight is the night of the big pod race downtown. What is Park going to do with his time? Um, hmm. Sorry, I got caught in my own thoughts because I really thought you were going to say tonight is the night of the big dance. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> but then you'd want to go to the dance probably. Yeah, and then you'd Maybe like... Maybe it should be. Oh, man. No, I don't want you to have to play Park's girlfriend. <laughs> Tammy Jr.? Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, that seems like... That seems like if that was going to be part of this game, it would end up being the entire game. Um, okay, so tonight's the night of the big pod race. And what is Park going to do? Um, oh, boy. No, t- tonight's the night of the big dance. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's gotta, it has to be, right? Oh, no. Okay. Hi, Park. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's the weekend. Tonight is not only the night of the big pod race, but it's the night of the big dance. Oh, boy. What does Park have in store for his day? Um, hmm. I... I think that I think he might have forgotten that tonight's the night of the big dance. Uh huh. How's he gonna remember? Do we have to like? Um. Okay. You want to describe Park's room for me again? Okay. Um. Park's room, I think, is pretty. It's, it's a little, it's a little unkempt. And that's because he's a busy guy. He's, he's, he goes to school. He's got his internship and he's fighting crime. And I think he's got, um, his bed's probably pretty often totally unmade i think that there are some i think we've established that there are some band posters and stuff Mm -hmm. he's got like the cool attic room too oh yeah he's got the he's got the attic room single unlike pretty much everyone else in the family yeah 13 something like that some kind of teen of um of siblings and yeah there's probably like even like a electric guitar type instrument that probably never gets played Mm-hmm. Um, probably some shelves over his bed, alarm clock. There's like a Slurpee cup with like a little Slurpee left in it. Books. And when he wakes probably up, a lot of books. Yeah, a lot of books. He's probably got uh, his desk with something covering his current experiment, so that nobody sees it and messes with it. Mm-hmm. It seems like the rest of the house is up by the time he gets up, and you can hear people downstairs and yelling and the usual Saturday morning nonsense that happens mm-hmm. in uh, in this household. 
yeah, that, that's pretty typical. And I think he he crashed out pretty exhausted. So I think he's kind of sleeping through it. Did he set his alarm? Does he have anything going on today? He probably doesn't have much. He might need to stop over at, um, I think he actually needs to stop over at his internship um, for personal reasons. Because I think he was personally developing a an improved whipcord, I think, in our last game. Yeah. So maybe it's like finished. Yeah. Like he, sort, the, he sort of left it going. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, I was picturing like, like some kind of um, yeah it's like a pair of things that turn in the opposite direction of each other and spin some sort of braided cord yeah and then like microscopic braiding totally so he's got to go grab that okay and then other than that probably a little uh vigilanteing and i don't know maybe maybe a little research if he's got time yeah He, he can take a take a look at this card that he got and jump on the, the hollow net and Google the name at the very least. I think that's probably what he's going to do first thing, actually. Okay, so he's sort of groggy, half awake, and there's definitely some noise coming from downstairs and banging around, and eventually somebody bumps into something down there and it sort of shakes the wall, and one of the things that is uh, on the shelf above Park's bed falls off and falls on park mm-hmm. you know what it is what is it it's the talking mando man <laughs> and it falls on his head and says it's um famous catchphrase you're in trouble now and then off in the distance there's somewhere down below the voice of baxter oh because it responds <laughs> yeah and the baxter's like baxter's under the bed or something freeze him in carbonite mando man all right, so Man Man falls right on Park's head. Mm-hmm. And Park wakes up. Ah! Ah! What? What? What is this? Ah! Tosses it aside. Oh, oh it's... It's, uh, it's too early for this. What? He looks over at his clock. It's like 11 o'clock. Oh, boy. I've got stuff to do. All right, I'm up. He gets up, gets dressed, reaches in his pocket, pulls out that business card. Yeah. So it's... Uh, small golden some sort of hard plastic sort of thing and uh it just has the name rent the gregor rent the gregor huh mm-hmm. let's uh let's see if we can find anything about who rent the gregor is and why mr uh dr scorlix would have their card so he's gonna he's gonna get on that old hollow net okay so Park clears uh, off his desk a little bit and puts his small computer on top of it. Yep. And Boot, boots it up and accesses the hollow net. Mm-hmm. So what are you looking to find? Well, I'm assuming that if they've got a business card of this yep. quality, um, then there's probably some info about them on, on yeah. that old hollow net. And yeah. that probably isn't even that hard to find. But maybe it is. Let's find out. So... Our first roll will be a computer's check. All right. What's the difficulty? You set your own difficulty. How uh, deep do you want to dive? I think we're going to dive deep. And I think, I think, as as promised, I will flip a light side. Okay. To upgrade my computers. Okay. And 
I want to make this, uh, I want to make it, I think I want to make it hard. Okay, so three purples? Yeah. I think he, I think he dug, dug too deep. He might have hit the molten lava. What do you got there? I got a failure and one threat. Okay, so you are typing away at your computer, digging deep into the hollow nut. What sort of corners are you searching? What are you, what are your normal avenues when you're researching people that might be bad? Um, I think that he, he's got some programs that help him make a search like this mm-hmm. um, some of them that he has partially created where he can search like search for maybe like known criminals or um, to spit people uh, accused of suspicious stuff okay um, and yeah he's got access to more than the typical hollow net yeah so you boot up those programs that search for known criminals and stuff and they come up clean and as your computer pings that it's all done, um, you hear a loud bang on your door, and one of your siblings just sort of busts right in. Ah, well, I'm uh, glad you knocked at least. Can you tell me which one this is? In comparison to you, how are they older? Are they younger? Yeah. Ooh, you know what? No, it's um, it's two of your siblings, two of the youngest ones. Okay. They bang into the door and then bust in and they have these like these little toys in their hands that they're making zooming noises with and one of them like jumps on your bed and starts zooming his toy around and the other one comes up to you and says what you working on homework all right you better finish it up the pod races tonight we got tickets i know about the pod race i'm looking forward to it I could also always finish this my homework tomorrow, but obviously I can't finish it. Two of you in here, so if you would please uh, escort yourselves out, I'd very much appreciate it. The second one comes up behind the first one and looks over his shoulder and says, What you doing? Oh, I'm uh, repeating myself, apparently. I'm busy. Uh, yeah, I, I, if you would, not mind, please excuse yourself. You know the way in. You know the way out. <laughs> They continue their pod race out the door. Okay, where was I? What are their names? Uh, Dax and Raj. Dax and Raj. Yeah. I really thought that that interaction was going to go a little differently, but I thought, like, someone was going to break my computer. <laughs> not not for one threat. You're just getting interrupted for one threat. Okay. <clears throat> So it quiets down a little bit. You can still hear the noise of, of people doing stuff downstairs, uh, but you've got your space again. Okay. So I didn't find anything. You did uh, not find anything. Your programs are set to specifically check a certain type of individual, people with rap sheets, people who are who have bounties on their heads, and this person doesn't seem to have anything like that. Okay. You know, um, I want to do something else on the computer. Do you think maybe I have like a forum that I sometimes like uh, check in on things? Yeah. Check in with like people that, um, you know, uh, people who people who uh, what's the word uh, are trying to uncover big secrets. We'll say. Yeah. Yeah. You know of a place simply called the message boards. Uh-huh. Uh, the people there tend to have pretty wild ideas but some of them 
pan out. Some of them lead to interesting finds and larger truths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Park gets onto the, the message boards. Yeah. And types, what does the name Brentha Gregor mean to any of you? So you start like a new thread? Seven. Yeah. Okay. All right. So are you going to like stick around and wait for a response? guess i can't really do that it could be here all day you never know yeah star wars seems like you probably can't check in on the message boards like via your maybe maybe your your holopad you could do that yeah your, your data pad you definitely could data pad okay so i just posed that question and i've got too much other stuff to do i can't sit here so i'm, I'm gonna check in um long distance later maybe when i get okay. to the, the internship sure and um is it actually the night of the big dance? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. But I guess I maybe I you don't you you still know that. Okay. Um. So he's gonna grab grab his stuff. Mm-hmm. He's gonna leave. He doesn't need to be here anymore. All right. So you uh stuff your data pad, your suit, uh, some other items, some other useful items in your backpack. Grab mm-hmm. your hoverboard and head downstairs. Yeah. Through the chaos of your family. Yeah, I think that there's like. A TV room where there's mm-hmm. probably about eight small people watching TV. Maybe two of them in the background are fighting over uh, who's in possession of a remote. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, and in this case, the remote is a small circular droid. Yeah, it's a remote <laughs> droid. Yep. Yeah. Um, and uh, your oldest sibling, your oldest brother, comes up and claps you on the back. So, you going to the big dance tonight? I don't know what you're talking about. So, n- no, I guess. Oh, all right. I just thought, you know, cool kid like you, go to the big dance. Is there really a dance tonight? Yeah. So you're probably I, going, right? No, I don't go to the, I don't go to high school anymore. That's right. It only took you, uh, what, th- you, this would be your sixth or seventh year. You It didn't take you that long. No, it generally doesn't. You know, for, for most people. He's a... Uh, in his uh, work uniform, which is the the blue uh, coveralls of uh, the garage on Fomba Avenue. Well, uh, I don't mean to keep you. All right. Yeah, sure. Uh, see you later. I totally forgot about the, the big dance. I, 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 it's too late for me to ask anybody. I guess I could show up. I, I mean, I'll show up for, for a little bit. I, I can make time. And you head out in the little Onderon. Okay. Yeah. Head out, jump on that hoverboard, fly on down there, flying down the streets. There's a screen wipe, and we see Park in front of Aurora Biotech. Ah, my, uh, my, my playground and my prison. Back to work I go, but hopefully not. Hopefully nobody talks to me. Here we go. So Aurora Biotech's this big, shiny glass and metal building um, up in Dak Avenue. It is actually getting a little bit of sunlight up here. On your way here, you saw that downed separatist vessel that is still spanning Dak Avenue. That There's a hollow police tape around um, that they're dismantling slowly over the past couple days. The inside of the Aurora Biotech is pretty quiet. The security guard is still up front at his post. Um, you just check in and head down to Manny's lab downstairs. Okay. 
pick up my pick up my durasteel filament. Yep, you pick up your cord, stow it in your bag. Is there anything you want to do while you're here? Well, I now know for certain that Doctor Scorlix was a was a no good nick, a bad seed. I might do a little poking around in his laboratory. Okay. I don't know what I'm looking for, but I mean, I found the business card on him. I can only yeah. probably find more in his uh, in his workplace. Yeah. So you were in his lab yesterday, um, which seemed pretty cleared out. Um, you found food for various animals the, and lots of equipment down there. Um, and as you enter, the, the lights sort of click on automatically. It's still pretty stark in here. It doesn't look like any work's been done in a little while. Um, they still haven't fixed that door that's broken on the far side. Mm-hmm. One thing we didn't mention in the last one is that adjacent to this room, through a, an additional door with a glass window in it, is Skorlik's actual office. Okay, I think I'm going to... Well, I'm definitely going into that office. Okay, so I'm going to say that you... I'm going to flip a dark side point over, because you try the door and it's locked. Okay. It's got one of those little keypad computer panels on it. Okay. I am going to, of course, uh, take out my data pad, mm-hmm. run a little cable to the uh, this keypad. Yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hack. Yeah. I want to make it average, and I'm going to add a setback for... For what? For Scorlock's personal security. Okay. I'm glad that you added the setback because it gives me an opportunity to use my talent, Codebreaker. That's why I added the setback. I, I figured. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate uh-huh. it. Yeah. I, that was worth the five experience points. It's it's nice to know your player's talents so that you can uh, you can make the difficulties uh, coincide. It's also nice to know your own talents sometimes. It is. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's hard to remember them. It's really hard for me. I have like 15. Um, okay. So, yeah, I'm going to do a computer's check, and I'm going to flip, because okay. I can pretty much, at this point, I can flip every single roll for the rest of the game. What, um, narratively, why why are you flipping? Like, is your uh, data pad, you've got, a, like, one of those programs that you wrote on it or something? Yeah, I have a, I have a program on here that I, I, I built... Um, and I based the software off of the doors around Aurora Biotech because I'm here so often. Mm, okay. Still not an easy roll. But I got two successes and an advantage. Okay. Do you not have good computers? Apparently you don't. It's not the best. Why is your intellect so low? That's. Uh, I thought I Park was like a nerd. Well, okay. I'm going to take a step back and tell you a little <laughs> something about, about Spider-Man. Spider-Man is supposed to be like, like the nerd, you know, but that's like not really true. Spider-Man, Peter Parker is like the coolest guy in the whole school. He's super smart. He's super strong. Everybody loves him. Uh, it's it's hard to be as awesome as a, a strong, fast nerd who has who has like an internship and goes to high school and has to go to the big dance. And it's impossible. Is also a professional photographer. Is also a professional photographer. It's insane. So as much I I think that I I think narratively Park is all those things, but um, except the professional photographer, he's not the professional photographer. He's pretty smart, but he he's got so much on his plate. 
he's, he's a teenager. It's impossible to be the best at everything. Makes sense. Okay. But uh, I did hack it with two successes and one advantage. Okay. So, yeah, you run your program and the door pops open. Any idea well, for your advantage? Um, Do you like that sound effect, by the way? It was great. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, his office is <laughs> hermetically sealed. <laughs> hey, it's Star Wars. Everything's hydraulic. Fair enough. Um, At least all the doors. Yeah. So I want that advantage to assist me in finding whatever I want to find. So maybe I can take okay. a... His office is really clean. Ah, it's like super well, clean and well organized. Nice and organized. It's easy for him to find things. It'll be easy for me to find things. So yeah, I think I just open up the drawers. I think... Are they locked? You want to I describe mean, the office a little bit? Yeah. Is, so is Scorlix a... Um, he's Genetics. A Gascano, yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a Gascano. Yeah. He's a, a Zexto. Um, I, I think I think I've been picturing this office kind of very uh, Kaminoian, um, very, very clean, like, yeah, uh, super clean, old, smooth, white. white and bright. Yeah, and I think maybe he's got um, drawers and filing cabinets that are like everything in, the, in Aurora Biotech is super modern. So yeah. they, they're like white Apple iPod. Uh, uh, cabinets and you like you push in and they like slowly just come right out and since he's a he's a zexto which are a little shorter than average uh everything is also a little shorter than average in here Mm -hmm. which is a little bit awkward if you want to like sit in his chair and use his computer or something no i don't i don't plan on well the computer i'm not doing a lot of hacking this game (laughs) So Scorlix is basically a geneticist. You, you see on the walls there are, like, it sort of goes in the opposite direction of all the clean lines. There are some, like, old-looking anatomical drawing reproductions of uh, creatures and beings and things. Hmm. All, like, just, like, medical illustrations, basically, labeled and very scientific-looking. Mm-hmm. His all his surfaces are bare of like papers and stuff, but there mm-hmm. are some scientific instruments and things around. There, in one corner, is sort of what looks like a small futuristic 3D printer kind of thing, basically mm-hmm. like a a dome, a clear dome top that would lift off of some sort of uh, contained scientific equipment. Okay, but yeah, you're here. All the lights are on. What are you looking for? What do you want to do here? Okay, just in case, I'm going to need some proof that Scorlix really was responsible for the bird dog incident. Mm-hmm. Because I know that he is, and I want him to be held responsible for it. Okay. So I'm going to... I want to do a, a quick rifling through his um, paperwork and stuff. Okay. Check. I, I think it... It's not long before you find something okay. that, uh, yeah, has that something to tie him to those creatures. You see mentions of some sort of snowbird and this uh, canine creature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, 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 Dr. Scorlix. Looks like uh, these genes 
are going to evolve into some jail time. <laughs> uh, wow. And Park says, I'm glad no one's around to hear that. And um, I, I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take them. I'm going to take the most um, incriminating things. Okay. Yeah. You definitely find some stuff that can easily lead to the conclusion that those things were his creation. I don't think I even care about his computer if I have what I want. Although, I also don't really want to like go through his emails. It feels weird. I'm going to open up my data pad real quick and check the yeah. message boards. Yeah, there's a little uh, red circle over the your notifications. Okay. What? So uh, it was basically, does this name mean anything to anybody? Yep. Is that what okay. Mm-hmm. Somebody posted a response actually you, you got two responses there um one is pretty basic and simple rent the gregor is the senator from ryosa ryosa yeah core worlds check okay yep it is a core world and we're gonna flip one wow okay and i got two successes two threats um, Ryosa is a core world. Lots of factories, lots of large-scale uh, manufacturing. It uh, close ties to the Republic. It's definitely a uh, Republic-owned planet. Um, the factories there go into the big Republic war machine. There, did you say advantage or threat? Two threats. Two threats. Okay. You don't know very much else about the production um, that they do there. You've seen your older brother with uh, Ryosin Mead every once in a while. Okay, Ryosa. So, so I'm familiar with it. You've heard of it, yeah. They make stuff. They make stuff. They make all kinds of stuff. Yeah, mostly war stuff. Mm-hmm. This is one of those, they make it for both sides kind of things, maybe a little more for the Republic. Probably, but yeah, more Republic. Okay, well, and this person's a senator. Yeah. So they probably have a uh, carry a lot of uh, political and economic weight with this yeah. war and with the Republic in general. Seems pretty likely. So why would Dr. Skorlix have a connection to a senator that holds a lot of political and economic power? And Ryosa is a... It's kind of like a, a hub for making stuff he's making these genetic these genetic experiments i i think park can at least connect that taking two animals and making them into a scarier big one has military purposes potentially you also adding like invisibility skills and stuff or crazy powers and stuff yeah that i mean these things could just be research subjects that yeah Specifically, it was uh, illusion-based skills. You know, you take that, you isolate that genetic thing, and you start putting in clones. This seems like a, like a some bad business, as as uh, Mr. George Lucas might say. There was a second message underneath the first one. This one from a name you've run across before, Darth Jar Jar sixty six. Uh, it says, "Check out." Future Forward Galactic. Future Forward Galactic. What part do they play in all of this? Check them out. I mean, I, I know about Future Forward Galactic. 
I live on the I live on the planet. I live in Lo Londoran. Yeah, they nope. are they they bought some of the houses on your street. They they bought a place just down the ro- road from you. They're trying to buy up the rest of the houses on the street to knock them all down. Um I'm going to reply I'm sure to hmm? I want to reply to Dark Jar Jar. Yeah. And this this thread we have going. What's your reply? I just want to write like where do I start? question mark send maybe he's asking himself that as well okay anything else you want to do in this space um i've got some interesting places you could go yeah i think i'm gonna leave um, well i mean i don't go story-wise direction-wise that might have to do with this place i also think that you would know about let's okay okay. let's do a knowledge check huh yeah 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 i want you to do a perception or vigilance check okie dokie this is more um, this is more for for memory than anything else i want you to recall something i'm gonna do a perception check but only because it's better you have uh you have something to add right how much to vigilance or perception right oh, thanks for the reminder oh wait your uh force power upgrade wait I also have seek. Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, because I didn't yeah. think I had something else. Your your seek upgrade. Okay, so seek. Um, roll two force die to find a person, place, or thing. That's not what I mean. That's what I wrote. No, um, you have the upgrade to seek that allows you to commit. Did you buy that? Commit a force die and upgrade the ability of vigilance or perception. Yes, I did do that. I forgot that it was. Uh, I thought it, I forgot it included perception. Okay, so I'm going to set aside my force die, and I'm going to upgrade my perception, and that's going to upgrade one of my green to a yellow. So now it's two yellow, and how many purple? This was only about. It's only a month or so ago. Let's just let's do an average check. Okay. And with everything that's going on, this is probably something that would stick out to you anyway. Three successes. Three successes. One one threat so you recall you were just thinking about uh future forward galactic buying up the places around your house that old bogdown house that they bought your sister like maybe a month back went in there with a couple of her friends um, she would have told you about the snowbird that they found the secret lab I, maybe you didn't have time to investigate it at the time but yeah, somebody was doing experiments on the same type of bird a couple doors down from where you live. Huh. Seems a little too suspicious to be a coincidence. Bog Joan House. The bird. The bird's here. I think when he first heard that story, he was probably half paying attention. Thought it was some Halloween prank or something. Excuse yeah. me. Halloween. Halloween. Correct. <laughs> But yeah, it's all coming back to him. And and that house was bought by Future Forward Galactic. It was owned by Future Forward Galactic. Yeah, I, I think it's worth doing a little investigate a little investigating. What kind of investigating do you want to do? Well, I'm I'm still in Doctor Scorlick's office. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in the paperwork that I have in hand or in front of me that might have some kind of paper trail to the bog? house hmm okay you start looking through those papers you see 
names of the species, some of the work that they did, Scorlix's name on it. You see another name on it as well. This is so it's only on the older papers, the older um, things on the subject. Uh, you don't see this name on any of the newer ones, any of the ones from within the past month. You see the name uh, Dr. Skasborg. Skasborg. Am I familiar with this name? You are not. Hmm. Skasborg. How often are you on the message boards? Um, I think he pops in there like twice a week. Twice uh, a week? Yeah, during um, when things seem kind of slow on the on the main streets. Okay. But I think when he pops in, he like reads everything. He reads everything. So then yeah. he has run into the name Skazborg, but it's it's like it it wouldn't be the same. It's people are talking about a they they call him old old Skazborg. Oh. So it's some creature that lives in the lower levels. Skazborg, huh? Yeah, I I got a pretty busy day. Do I have time for old Skazborg? <laughs> Basically, it's described like one of Coruscant's Bigfoots. Some uh, mythical beast that nobody ever sees down in the lower levels. Alright, let me uh, let me just connect the dots for myself again. I was looking up something about Future Forward Galactic, the Bogdone House, in Dr. Skorlick's paperwork. And you're telling me I found the name Olskasborg? <laughs> <laughs> you, you found the... You found, like... So... Every once in a while, you'll see like a signature of Skorlix. Uh huh. On the old papers, you see next to Skorlix, you see Skazborg. So wait a second. I'm looking at some signatures of Doctor Skazborg. Yeah. A man who shares the name of one of Coruscant's uh, cryptids. Yes. This is almost too silly for me to even try and connect the dots. Uh, Park says. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this all, and I'm gonna sit on it. I mean, am I gonna go on a monster hunt to try and find a monster or, or a scientist that's got some answers for me? Okay, yeah, I, I don't have time to do that today, but I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep that on the, on the burner. I just don't know. Do I have enough to, to, to convince myself to go on a monster hunt? Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump back on the message boards. Mm-hmm. Is this game just going to be me, like, on social media? <laughs> I don't know. So your last message was, uh, where do I start at mm-hmm. looking at looking at Future Forward Galactic? Park heads back onto the message boards and sees that he has a private message from Darth Jar Jar 66. Um, where do I start? Is what you asked. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he sent you a file with a message. And the message reads, these are all of the most suspicious purchases of Future Forward Galactic in the past six months. They don't make sense. Property that nobody wants that can't be developed. Okay. I think that he he thinks back to the story his uh, younger sibling told him. And I think he wants to check this out for himself. I think he's going to respond to Darth Jar Jar 66. Mm-hmm. And he says, thank you. I think he's just going to actually be very very bold mm-hmm. and he says who can i thank for this very helpful information <laughs> question mark said the interesting part is still the question is still lingering what does this all have to do with rent the gregor <sighs> yeah what is next for park while he 
awaits a response. Um, I I want to get out of here. I think I've gotten everything I need. Mm-hmm. Um, guess he's gonna stash. I, I, this is the problem with um all tabletop role playing is I'm like very concerned about where the files are kept. <laughs> puts them in his backpack. He puts them in his backpack. They're they're fine. Um, hops on his hoverboard and he's going to speed off into the into the light of the rising sun or suns it's um, the afternoon okay and we woke and, up at 11 yeah yeah park's the kind of guy who says good morning to people when it's like three o'clock um and he's gonna head he's gonna head to the bogdone house okay we get a screen wipe and park is in front of the bogdone house it is old and ramshackle the windows are boarded up. The door is boarded up. Um, there's a there's a big chain across the the front door. Parks lived in this neighborhood long enough to know that uh, there's a back door to this house. It's actually the same layout of, of the house that he lives in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's gonna sneak around to the back door. So you head down a little alley and go through to the back door, mm-hmm. where there is n- no longer a chain. All right. Convenient. Uh, what? I uh, guess I'll head in. It's, uh, I'm not scared. I don't believe in haunted houses. Well, the thing is, so it is It is winter, so it does get dark early, especially down here on the, the middle levels. So as Park heads around to the back of the house and goes through the, the back door, we're probably looking at like three or four o'clock in the afternoon and it's already getting dark out. Okay. The house is really dark inside. You head in through the back door, which is uh, in the, the kitchen area. Um, you know the layout of this house pretty well. There's a dining room to your left. Uh, in front of that, there's a, kind of a living room space. There's some spaces on the other side of the house as well, and there's a stair down the hall that goes up the second level. You know what? I think as soon as the sun goes down, mm-hmm. I'm going to jump into that jump into that outfit. Yeah. The sun hasn't gone down yet, but it's getting it's getting there. I, but it might it might not hurt if Park's doing his investigation stuff to get into that outfit. I'm gonna jump in there, jump into my reflect body glove. What does that allow you to do again? Uh, a thing I should have read before we started playing. Add two setback dice to vigilance and perception checks to notice the wearer. Notice that the wearer is wearing one. Oh right, it's your soak thing. Yeah. Um, when, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And when combat checks... It basically reflects the punches off of you. Yeah. When combat checks are made against the wearer, it reduces my soak by one. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip a light side and say that somehow it's been fixed since last night. I'm sure you had some time this afternoon. That's why it's so late. (laughs) I stayed at the lab and fixed it, actually. All right, so you slip into your reflect body glove mm-hmm. and head into the house. Yeah. I'll also mention that I got my electronoculars on. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> so you're looking around and it's, uh, you're looking around and everything's sort of like shades of green and black mm-hmm. as you're looking through your, your electro goggles. Mm-hmm. And this just looks like an old dusty house. And it, you, you see the old photos hanging on the wall of the people you know as the Bogdones, or you knew as the Bogdones who don't live here anymore. Mm-hmm. A pair of Dugs. Um, it's uh, an old 
dusty sofa uh, off in the room in front of you. Where is Park going to head? Hmm. Um, uh, I've got two ideas. Yep. So I, I can't use seek. Um, Unless because, you know what you're seeking. Um, well, I'm seeking the bird, but I guess maybe I remember part of the story that the bird's not here anymore. Yeah. So I don't know what they brought I'm the seeking. bird to the zoo. I'm seeking like future forward galactic tech and stuff like that. I I also have a scanner. I wonder if I could turn a general it on purpose and... scanner. Uh huh. What does it do? You know, it scans. <laughs> what does it scan? Oh, you know, electro waves. Is that what it scans? Well, I don't think I it specified <laughs> in the description I wrote. Uh, it's a relatively small piece of equipment used to identify and record a variety of data, such as detecting life science, heat signatures, radiation, etc. I want to look for, like, radiation. I want to look for all those things. It can look for all of them at the same time. I think with these things, you normally pick one thing. I see. But, sure. So, you power up your scanner and sort of sweep it around this room and the building. Um, there aren't really any, there aren't any electrical sign- signals coming from anywhere. It seems like the power is turned off here. You don't detect any heat signatures in the building. It doesn't seem like anybody is here right now. You, what other things could it detect? I mean, radiation and heat? Well, not heat, but radiation might come off of something. Yeah, there's a, there's like trace it's, there's like a, just a tiniest signal of radiation coming from one of the rooms upstairs. Okay. Well, I'm going to sweep through the house. I'm going to yeah. calm over things in a way that he's probably done a bunch of times before. Yeah, it seems like there's something in one of the rooms upstairs and the basement. Hmm. I think he's going to go upstairs first. Yeah. You... So he, yeah, he, he, he heads up there. You climb the stairs, you notice that uh, it looks like at some point something large was dragged up these stairs. And you see like the scrape marks on the wall and on the on the, uh, the metal floor or faux wood floor or whatever kind of floor they've got here. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a faux wood, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and you head to the room where you uh, determine there were trace signs of radiation. The Opening the door to the room, this room is very different than the rest of the house the rest of the house seemed like a normal house where people live but now that you get in here you kind of get the idea that that's what they wanted you to think this room is kitted out in a similar fashion to Scorlix's lab it has there's lab equipment everywhere there's a huge computer on one wall uh it everything's off right now there's no light in this room anymore uh in front of that computer there is something very similar to that like thing that you thought was some kind of 3d printer like a glass dome that lifts off and stuff underneath it back from Scorlick's office hmm. but it is empty i guess i forgot to look at that in Scorlick's office he's gonna inspect that um this perhaps 3d printer device it's not it's not a 3d printer um it looks like it was at one point used to house an animal. I see. You see little bits of like food, old food and, and a feather. You see around the side of it, it looks like it's got some hoses hooked up to it that seem to be hooked up to 
some kind of refrigeration unit mm-hmm. to keep whatever was in it cold. This this all seems to corroborate what Moxie said. I don't think he needs to look or think in too much detail about it, but I think mm-hmm. he's connecting the pieces and realizing that Future Forward Galactic is buying these these um, houses, maybe even kicking people out of them, but taking them and using them as a secret laboratory where they can kind of do things off the books. And they are using uh, Aurora Biotech scientists who I guess are willing to take some money to help them do this research. And got a little proof. Do I need more? Maybe. I wonder if I can get this computer running again. I, uh, there was no power to the house. So that seems just about impossible. My my um, data pad probably can't power a giant supercomputer. Probably not. Okay, not going to worry about it, because basically none of this stuff's going anywhere. You've got a message on your data pad. Ding! Uh, he takes it out and takes a look at the message. Uh, I'm not prepared to tell you who I am, but we can have a conversation. Uh, meet me in two hours at Ang's Noodle House 2. All right. Uh, he sends a message back. Roger, Roger. Send. <laughs> okay. I've got, a, I've got a plan. I've got something to do. Still gotta go to the pod race. Still gotta go to the big dance. I want to check out that basement real quick before I leave. Oh, do ya? Yeah. All right, so you head back onto the hallway and downstairs. Mm-hmm. You, there's a door on the back side of the staircase that, you know, leads to the basement. Mm-hmm. As you open that up, it is, again, very dark, and you're only able to see with your goggles. Mm-hmm. As you walk down the stairs, it seems to get even darker. And what? does the force seem like to park honestly i think that park has no idea that he has any kind of force ability yeah he kind of just thinks that he's he i think he doesn't realize that he's kind of like exceptional mm-hmm. um i think he kind of takes it a little bit for granted maybe okay yeah he, he thinks everybody is kind of exceptional maybe he thinks he's better at uh, tapping into it but it comes, okay. it comes very naturally, I guess I'll say. Yeah. As Park heads down the stairs, it gets darker than it should, considering his goggles. And he, he gets to a point where he can't really see the, the wall to his left anymore. Um, and the staircase seems to be going on a little bit longer than it should. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll flip a dark side point for this experience. Okay. Um, as he walks, it's like something opens up a little bit for him uh he he doesn't really he doesn't really perceive the force the force for him is more like his physical ability i mean he gets ideas of of like where things are every once in a while Mm -hmm. but that that could just be his intuition you know he he is pretty good at intuiting things but as he gets goes down this staircase he uh, sort of feels like how he feels when he gets those little flashes of intuition or when he does things that um, he knows that he can do that he figures other people can do but he doesn't really know mm-hmm. it's like that feeling and as he sort of looks around he sees this uh, this web 
that like reaches out and and touches the people that are in the world around him. So it's like he he's walking down, but he can see beyond where he is standing. And his house is right down the street. And and if if he looks up and to the right, he sees like this web connecting him to the dozen or so bodies in that house who are also all connected. And he sees a couple little strands of web uh, go from one of his sisters to the house next door, which connects the two people over in that house. And from there, that web sort of spreads out and connects to other people in other portions of the city. And if he follows it, he can see the connection from him to his sister Moxie, to her friend uh, Mimi, and a small thread from her friend Mimi off into the distance of little Andoran to a, a little bird. And then he sort of snaps back to himself, um, and he's in this dark basement. It's sort of, it's still really, really dark. In one corner, there is a little passage. It seems like it's a little tunnel. It looks like it's dug out of the basement, dug out of like the concrete of the floor. Hmm. I think he is going to check it out. It's small. It's like he'd have to get down on his hands and knees and crawl in. He's he, he's done worse. He knows mm-hmm. what it he knows what a TV dinner feels like. As he crawls in, um, it gets pretty dark and claustrophobic. Can I get a discipline check? It's pretty spooky. You can discipline. Discipline is not good. That's gonna be. It's not the scariest thing he's ever seen or done. So it's just gonna be an average check. I'm gonna flip to upgrade because. Despite his discipline not being the best, he he knows that this is not a time to lose one's head. And I got three successes and two threat. Okay. So Park continues on down this tunnel. And as he goes, it gets a little bit tighter and a little bit tighter. And it's like squeezing in at his shoulders. And he gets almost to the end of it. And realizes that it hasn't been completely dug out yet but he can see through to what is on the other side it looks like it leads into a bigger tunnel um it you you can actually see through into that bigger tunnel better than even in the basement because this tunnel is illuminated by some vegetation it's like moss glowing in greens and uh turquoise and orange and other glowing colors and there are little like glowing fly uh like fireflies floating around down here there's a little bit of water uh flowing along the bottom of it okay i think he's gonna try and force himself through or he's gonna try and um i think he'll try and use his claws to dig it out a little bit uh so that he can squeeze through is that something that he could reasonably do it's something he could try to do i think i think it's gonna be hard okay he's gonna try yeah so will that be a brawl check brawl check to claw uh coordination to squeeze okay um brawl can i get a um, bonus to my brawl because of the claws i don't think so 
unusual for you to deny a, to, to deny a boost. Uh, do you have that enhance brawl? Yeah, I forgot about it. Do uh, you have that control additionally? I these are brand new. So I have I've got a control that I have called force punch. Um, that is to set aside the die to increase brawn by yeah. one. I already have it set aside to increase my perception and yeah, but that scene's over. You did that already. Oh, okay. I already rolled and I rolled okay. well. Um, there you I... go. You did it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I also have um, add enhanced to brawn. I don't think I need to do that. Um, so I got three successes and three threat. Okay. You. What do you do? He, he's squirming through. It's getting pretty tight. And he... Are his claws re- uh, retractable? Uh, like Black Panther style? Yeah. So does he go... I think that they probably are. Just because it's yeah. cool. Uh, and he uh, reaches into this kind of small hole. And it's almost like stone. It's very... Um, it's not just dirt. It's It's... Yeah, it's not. It's easy. like Duracrete. Uh huh. And he rips his paws uh, to either side and just snaps two giant pieces of Duracrete, and he's able to um, fit through the opening. And he's down in this weird sewer with glowing plant life. Well, this is uh, it's not how I imagined my night going, but like I, I guess I've stopped. Uh, Stuff trying to keep track of uh, that sort of stuff. Uh, I've learned that anything can happen, and well, this is happening now. So, uh, see what's next. <laughs> and he uh, wades into, um, I think, some maybe ankle or knee deep water. All right, so Park walks along down here for a little while. He sees these like weird glowing plants, some kind of like giant orange glowing slug things moving across the wall. Uh, Every once in a while he hears um, some animal noises off in the distance. Um, At one point he is uh, startled by a pair of tukas as they run by. Ah! I don't need this. And as he moves along that odd sense of um, web-like interconnectivity sort of grows. There's a lot of life down here, a surprising amount. Coruscant is filled with people and, and stuff, but he's never really noticed that connectedness until now. Yeah, I think that this is kind of a, a an awakening of his force awareness. Mm-hmm. Not, maybe not awareness that he has the quote-unquote the, the force with a capital F, but um, yeah, he's... I think he's realizing he has a talent that he didn't know he had. Yeah. I think he, he travels on until uh, he reaches the the life, the glowing things, the animal sounds start to peter out a little bit. And uh, the tunnel just becomes a Duracrete sewer tunnel. The water is flowing in the direction that Park is walking. And as he walks in the distance, he sees a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, he gets to that light and uh, realizes that as the water is sort of cascading out of the tunnel, he has reached one of the big avenues of Coruscant. Alright, great. A uh, 
all the things I need to do today, add uh, showering to the list of things that have to happen for the dance. Because I've been just walking around sewer water. I think that he he recognizes the avenue. Sure. And Is it uh, Dak or Famba? I want to say that this, at the very least, pushed him in the direction of uh, Aang's Noodle House 2. Yeah. And he's probably got... 10 minutes before he's supposed to meet Darth Jar Jar 66. Yeah. So it pops out onto Dak Avenue and looking behind him, looking behind him, he, he spots a, a ladder going up to a, 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 what would we call it in Star Wars? A being hole. Seems like the polite <laughs> word for it. Um, a... He sees a ladder uh, that leads out to a grate that he could potentially climb through. Uh-huh. Do you want to flip a light side point? Because it is has been established in episode two of Coruscant Nights that there is a ladder and sewer grate out behind Aang's noodle house, too. Uh, yeah, because we all remember that. Um, we should keep things canon. So how many light sides do I have right now? You have three. Okay, so I'm gonna flip one. Cool. And yeah, he's gonna climb up a uh, he's gonna climb up a ladder, pop his head out of a being hole, and <laughs> he's at Aang's noodle house too. And what a coincidence! Quite a coincidence. Quite serendipitous. I think he's. I guess he's probably got to jump out of his outfit. Was me? Yeah, maybe. Huh? But he um, is out like behind the dumpsters. Okay. Hmm. Okay, he, he jumps out of his outfit and stealth check. Nobody peeps him. And he... Well, you could just put on clothes oh, on, on top, top of, of it. it. Yeah. Good point. It's going to be stinky, but whatever. Might be a little stinky. Whatever. He'll do a charm check to... Or a deception check to blame it on someone else. Uh, yeah, he pops clothes on and he's going to walk around front and enter like a normal person would. Mm-hmm. A uh, little bell dings above the door as Park walks into Ang's Doodle House too. Hail you Coruscant Nightcrawlers. This is our hundredth-ish episode, and the midpoint of the season, and maybe even the midpoint of Coruscant Nights as a whole. This feels like a special thing, so we put together something a little different. Coruscant Nights stories have always crossed each other, just like real life, People who don't know each other affect each other's stories. This set of six episodes tells one big story with four different players. So when you hear a different player at the start of next week's episode, don't worry, you didn't miss anything. Everything is connected, now more than ever. Thanks for listening to another episode of Coruscant Nights. Coruscant Nights is a production of Nightcast Creative. For more information on this and our other projects, visit nightcastcreative.com. Thanks to Doug for playing on this episode. Doug's group Bunk Bed Bros just released some new music. Check it out at bunkbedbros.bandcamp.com. Additional thanks to Sam from Starbirds and Andrew from Dicey Cantina for helping out with our little recap at the beginning of the episode. Make sure to check out Starbirds and Dicey Cantina. If you haven't yet, you are missing out. If you're loving Coruscant Nights, be sure to leave us a review on your favorite podcatcher and visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Coruscant Nights.